Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 28th of April. The federal government will announce later today a massive boost to our defence spending amid growing trade and security tensions with China. The $747 million package will see defence facilities upgraded in the Northern Territory, including firing ranges, weapons and simulation training and aviation facilities. It comes after an extraordinary statement from the Home Affairs Secretary, Michael Pizzullo, where he warned Australia the drums of war are beating. Concerns are growing over the escalating situation in the South China Sea and China's intent on reclaiming Taiwan. The PM is set to head to the top end today to make the major defence announcement. Also making news this morning, thousands of residents are stranded as Australia bans all flights to and from India as the country's COVID crisis continues to spiral out of control. All flights from India have now been suspended until mid-May. India is now recording more than 350,000 new infections of COVID every day, with the daily death toll for the first time passing more than 3,000. But there are fears the peak may still be weeks away. It comes as the Prime Minister says Aussie cricketers stranded in India will not get special treatment. About 30 players and coaches are still in the country with the Indian Premier League and we'll have more details on this story from our reporter Brett Thomas in sport shortly. Meantime, the federal government has rejected growing calls it should take over Australia's hotel quarantine system. It comes after top medical experts say the current system is not working, with the latest leak sparking a three-day shutdown in Perth. There are calls for purpose-built quarantine centres in regional areas. But Scott Morrison has defended the current system. Hotel quarantine is the first ring of containment. While 99.99% success rate I think is pretty good. Just months out from the Tokyo Olympics, it's been announced our Aussie athletes and their support staff will jump the queue and be given priority access to COVID vaccines. National Cabinet has agreed more than 2,000 will be given the jab, with Olympic bosses saying it will give the athletes and support staff an added layer of assurance. And an important milestone in the US on the COVID front today. President Joe Biden announcing for the first time fully vaccinated Americans don't have to wear masks outdoors as long as they're not in big crowds. Here is Mr Biden. Because our scientists are convinced by the data that the odds of getting or giving the virus to others is very, very low if you're both been fully vaccinated and out in the open air. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Wednesday morning and we start in Tasmania and today marks the 25th anniversary of the Port Arthur Massacre. Our reporter Rachel Burke is in Hobart with more. That's right, Tash. Today marks the 25th anniversary of the Port Arthur Massacre, a moment in time that changed Tasmania and the country forever. 35 people died at the town's historical site and 25 people were injured. The incident sparked major reform to our gun laws, which are now some of the toughest in the world. A quarter of a century later, Port Arthur Mayor Kelly Spaulding says it's still fresh for many. I guess it's still pretty raw with the community. Uh, Everybody has different emotions and 
it affects many people in different ways. I have my own personal memories and what I think of and um, everybody else sort of commemorates in different ways for the anniversary. While a film about the 1996 massacre is set to premiere in August, Spaulding says his office wasn't consulted. Obviously everybody's a bit apprehensive about what what the movie, what style it'll take and obviously it's not a good thing necessarily but we understand there's you know, been a lot of pressure over the years for people to make a movie so we'll just wait and see how it pans out. To Victoria now, and a man accused of filming the deaths of four police officers on his phone after last year's horror crash on Melbourne's Eastern Freeway will be sentenced today. James Lake says Richard Pusey was found guilty of the rare charge of outraging public decency. Yeah, it's a charge not many people had heard of until last year. Richard Pusey is being sentenced for outraging public decency after filming the aftermath of the Eastern Freeway crash where four Victorian police officers were hit and killed by a truck. On the video, Pusey could also be heard making a crude commentary about the scene for more than three minutes. At this stage, it's actually not clear what sentence he could get. His lawyers have argued he shouldn't get any more time in prison for the crime. However, prosecutors have deemed him unsuitable for a community correction order. Authorities feel he would be too hard to manage given his huge public profile after the crash. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. Now, this is an interesting story. A think tank is calling for an automatic $3,000 tax deduction. This is good news, surely. Yeah, it is. It is just a proposal at this stage. And um, basically, this think tank, Blueprint Institute, wants every working Aussie to get a $3,000 standard tax deduction for work-related expenses. And the best part about this is that you wouldn't have to spend hours searching through shoeboxes and old receipts. Now, their idea is pretty simple, Tash. What they're saying is that we spend a lot of time and money during our taxes, around $2 billion. And the ATO then spends a lot of time and money checking that what we're doing is right. That's about $4 billion, they say. So they say, why not save this time, hassle and money and offer this standard work tax deduction? Now, it's proposing that the ATO would offer everyone a choice. Either you do nothing on your pre-filled return and that will apply a $3,000 tax deduction or if you think your expense is going to be greater than that, you can still claim your deductions by filling out a, a, a return. Now, according to their analysis, the vast majority of taxpayers, around 80%, would be better off under this standard deduction as they'll end up paying around $400 to $1,000 less in tax per year. Now, it is going to cost the government around $5 billion. It's not the first time something like this has been proposed. But I think, Tash, the timing this time is perfect. I mean, think about it. We're already about $2 billion in deficit. We're not going to go into surplus anytime soon. So there's a political space here to do it, to do this. And it could be a good election policy. But look, uh, I guess we're just going to wait and see and see if I'm right here. Now, their chief economist actually said that this would be a good way as it will act as a tax cut that could boost the overall economy. Don't have to go through all those shoe boxes with all those old paper receipts. <laughs> That's worth $3,000 to me. Effie, also today, Queensland's become the latest state to ban the Commonwealth Bank's school banking program after that scathing review by the corporate regulator. 
Yeah, and that's still fresh in the minds of a lot of state or territory. So Queensland came out yesterday and said they'll ban it by July 31 this year. And remember, Victoria has already banned it and ACT came out also. And uh, its ban will come uh, in July this year as well. Now, look, other states and territories are yet to make a call, Tasha. And as you point out, this has all come off the back of corporate watchdogs, ASIC's two-year review into the school banking system. Now, it released its findings just back in December Um, And there were four key things that really came out of this report, and that was that there's no proof that, um, you know, the the savings behaviour improved by having banks in schools. And there was also a huge conflict of interest in commission payments and contribution payments. It exposed kids to marketing tactics. And also, ASEX found that they failed to disclose objectives of these programs. And, And to put it simply, it's all about customer acquisition here and commercial gains. Um, what I found interesting, though, is despite the, the negative findings, Tash, some parents, well, actually 61% of respondents said they would be furious if school banking programs stopped. It looks like it is going that way. And just so parents know, the Australian curriculum does provide financial literacy in schools, but how much time is given to each topic does vary from state to state and school to school. The tip here is for parents to jump in on the learning process. You'll find some great tools on the Money Smart website. That's the government one. And remember, often when it comes to money lessons, our very own behaviour as parents shape how good our kids are. Yeah, so we're, take care. We're great models, aren't we? Financial <laughs> literacy I think so. yeah, is incredibly important. Effie, thank you. Tough. For sport now, Brett Thomas and Brett Cricket Australia has thanked their Indian counterparts for looking after our players and officials taking part in the IPL in India. Yes, good morning, Tash. CA releasing a statement overnight saying it's in constant contact with the Aussie players, coaches, and officials who are over in India for that tournament. The federal government has banned flights from the coronavirus plague country until at least May 15. The IPL wraps up May 30. Now, cricketer AJ Ty he made it back to the country just before the suspension of flights from India. He was going to play in the IPL, but due to the severity of the COVID outbreak, decided to come home. Uh, With 16 Aussie coaches, players and officials still in India, he told the project last night, some are wishing they'd come back before the border shut. Some of them are definitely worried. You know, obviously some are trying to get out and others are quite happy and content to to stay there and stay the IPL out. Well, they're they're stuck now, but they are in biosecure bubbles and they've been told that everyone around them is tested, um, had to spend a couple of weeks isolating before they could work in the IPL. Uh, But with so many people in India, it'd be um, hard to keep a check on all of that. So, Brett, they're going to stay there with all flights banned. When do you think we could see those cricketers return home? Well, May 30 is when the IPL wraps up, assuming, assuming that the uh, the tournament keeps going. The um, the border, the ban flights go until May 15, so there's a 15-day gap there. Whether they can bring um, COVID under control by then, you'd have to say that's fairly unlikely in a country that's so big when we're seeing 300,000 positive tests a day, but um, we'll wait and see. I think eventually they'll, they won't leave them stranded over there. They'll find a way to get them home. Yeah, awful situation unfolding there in India. Also in sport today, Brett Tiger superstar Dustin Martin is keen to make a quick dash to New Zealand to visit his father Shane. 
Yes, now he has been given approval to go to New Zealand with that travel bubble, but has been warned by the AFL that he will be given no special treatment if border issues do arise. Now, he hasn't seen his dad, Shane, for 18 months due to the pandemic. Uh, He could make that quick trip because he's sidelined under the AFL's concussion rules for 12 days, so it would be a short trip over there. Now, his teammate, Jack Rewalt, uh, has explained why he confronted Melbourne youngster Kasiah Pickett during the Anzac Eve clash after Kicking a goal in the last quarter, the Demon small forward sparked a push and shove after sledging his opponent. And Rewalt told Fox Footy he ran across the ground to tell Pickett it wasn't needed. Probably one of my favourite players to watch play. And then obviously he lives with Christian and um, I just said him probably better than that. Yeah, just said, wait, just enjoy playing footy. But some guys go about it differently. Just in some other AFL news, the league has come down hard on the Giants for their football manager, Jason McCartney, after he confronted the umpires at halftime of their loss to the Bulldogs. There was a lot of four-letter words being thrown about. They've slapped the club with a $20,000 fine, and he's apologised unreservedly. The league says disrespect toward umpires has no place in the game. So an ugly incident there for uh, a respected member of the AFL world. And team lists are out, Brett, with some big names dropped and returning in round eight. Yes, this is in the NRL. Josh Papali will be rested uh, from Canberra's side for tomorrow night's clash with South Sydney. That's the official line for the Raiders. He was pushed to the bench for the loss to the Cowboys, so whether or not he has been uh, dropped, that is still a big call. Joseph Tarpany, Tarpany returns. Co-captain Jared Croker is out with a shoulder injury. Uh, in some of the other big um, headlines out of Team news, uh, Ryan Madison back for the Eels. He's been missing for six weeks due to concussion. He'll start from the bench against the Bulldogs. The Roosters have named James Tedesco to take on the Knights despite uh, being concussed in the Anzac Day uh, battle against St. George. The Dragons, they've named halfback Ben Hunt. He makes his comeback from a broken leg against the Tigers, who have recalled centre Joey Leilua. Now, at the Tigers, uh, we heard yesterday that Robbie Farrah is returning to the club in an on-field role to run out messages to players. Now, he set the record straight with the NRL website saying that it's not a knee-jerk reaction to their poor form. The headline on the weekend made it seem as if it was a reactive decision after the loss on the weekend, which it completely was. And it's, it was a, an idea that was sort of floated uh, within the club and to myself around four to six weeks ago, the opportunity to, to possibly run the blue shirt. So now he has approval from the NRL and uh, should be running out messages in that blue shirt in the next week or so. All right, Brett, another big sport day. Thank you. Thanks, Tash. Checking the weather details around the country this Wednesday morning. Possible shower on the way today for Brisbane, 25. More smoke haze this morning for Sydney, 23. Morning fog set to clear to a sunny day for Melbourne. Just 18 degrees today, though. Mostly sunny and 20 for Canberra. Partly cloudy and 19 for Hobart. Mostly sunny conditions and a lovely 22 for Adelaide. Gosh, warm day on the way for Perth today. Partly cloudy and 29. And a shower or two and a beautiful 32 for Darwin. We've all dreamt, haven't we, about what we'd do if we won the lotto, but a Sydney man has revealed he still turned up for work, despite becoming $40 million richer. The man from Sydney's West was one of two winners in last week's $80 million jackpot. Officials had been trying to get in contact with him, but were unsuccessful as one of the digits in his phone number was wrong. The small business owner says he had tears running down his face when he realised he'd won while as for what he'll spend the money on, first is paying off 
the mortgage. Well done. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch our latest episode and be across all the breaking news and hot topics as they happen in our brand new talk show, Australia Today with Steve Price, by heading to listener.com or by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.